with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama. Round 20 TLT is here, uh, and we're going to go through the teams. Um, what a week for the NRL, hey? In the news cycle, we've had vaping in the toilets. What a mong. <laughs> and he's lost his job. We've had the Tigers getting dotted two points, the NRL admitting that, but I don't think they're ever going to see the two points again. And, you know, the old token Klein stood down. He'd probably be back next week making the same old mistakes he always has. Uh, and we've had the jerseys. Now, I'm not going to go into all of that. I'm sure we've been on the socials and all of our chat groups talking about it, which is fine. Um, but I'm just covering teams, <laughs> bought and sold, and looking at it from a super coach point of view for this podcast in particular. Um, Manly, they're in the news, and they're up in the first game of the week against the Chooks. For the Manly Sea Eagles, um, Tupaludo, Kula, Saab, Wallaway, and Ola, and Sipley out. It's going to be Seki onto the wing. Walker is going to go into the centres. Smalley's going to go onto a wing. DeLewis is going to be in prop. Bullymore is going to go into the second row. And Paseca is going to start in the front row, covering those guys who are sitting it out. Um, Seguiaro back into the NRL proper um he's going to come onto the bench and so is morgan boyle um wow you know that's a lot of changes and i don't know about you but it's a nice week to be owning chooks <laughs> and um you know you could quite nicely grab yourself a vc in this match i'm sure um over to the chooks it's going to be manu back into the centers hutchinson's going to go back to the bench uh, and Kieran's going to drop out a team altogether. Um, Collins is back, so he's going to start in prop, and Lodge is going to go back to the bench, and May is going to drop out of the team. Um, that's good news with Manu back for the Chooks. Now, you know, we'll get down to VCs and Cs, but I think that's a good game for a VC on your Manu or Teddy's. I mean, we saw Teddy absolutely carve it up last week, you know, with a big 150. So um, a lot of lot of names out for Manly and pretty much a must-win game. Look, they've still got halves, you know, the DCE and that, um, but they've lost a lot of troops, you know. Um, Ola and, you know, Sipley, I think Ola's a big loss for sure. Um, but, you know, I just really don't give them much of a hope, unfortunately. Um, on to the next game is going to be the Warriors versus the Storm. There's a few Warriors out, um, Arthur's and... And Penne, Murchie, and Arcee is gone. Arcee was in the halves, so CHT is going to go from the fullback position into 5'8", and that gets Walsh back into the fullback position. It's a bit of common sense, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's a, what a waste having him on the bench for 15 minutes. He's, their attack is absolutely rubbish without him in there, and he's gone back to fullback. Um, Montoya is going to take up the centre spot um, for Arthurs, and Kosi is going to go on to the wing. Um, Katoa is going to come in on the bench. Um, so is Frey and Lusick, and Curran's going to start in the second row forward, um, which is good because he was on the bench. He's one of their better players, and what a waste having him on the bench as well. Uh, you know, pull your head in, Stacey Jones. You're, you're a great of the club. Just coach and get your best 17 on the park, mate. Um, the Storm, um, the change that we were hoping for last week when we were worried about our AEs of Anderson starting on the bench um, is 
and Wishart going to the bench is they they've named it like that this week. Um, Jordan Grant is going to come in onto the bench with Eisenhuth dropping out. And that's the only changes there for the Storm. Um, it's a good matchup for the Storm as well. I mean, even if it was a full-strength Warriors, I think we're going to see the Storm get their first win over the... You know, they've had four losses in a row. They're going to get their first win of the last five weeks this week. Um, and, you know, if you own Storm players, even uh, even Anderson might be tempted... You might be tempted to play him this week because it's a good matchup and I think there could be a cricket score on... Uh, on the cards and you know you obviously you, because you've got that matchup with a decimated manly in the chooks you get a vc probably from the chooks that's probably a good game for a captain if you're gonna vc a chook because it's a good matchup probably the best matchups of the week really i mean I've, you've also got the broncos up against the tigers i don't know how many ceiling players they've got maybe if you owned an a ray you could be tempted um i don't know if i'd do Hass. he could turn up again who knows um but i think that those two matchups look absolutely Absolutely juicy for find your VCs and Cs, but we'll cover that later on. Um, under the Eels versus the Panthers, this should be a good matchup. Um, the Panthers had a nice tight matchup again last week with the Cronulla Sharks. The Eels have been pretty awful though. They are at home. Um, look, I did notice that it's Arthur out of the team. Um, not on for all of that booing and bullying of him. It's not his choice whether he gets picked. I don't think he should have been there on the bench taking up a spot personally, but, I mean, it's not his fault. Leave him alone. Um, Cardi's going to come in onto the bench. That's a four-forward four four bench. So if you own Matto um, and you own IPAP, that's a bit of a worry. Cardi's a second rower. Um, so, you know, I'm a little worried about my forwards now that I've got from Eels. I've got um, IPAP only. Oh, and Lane. I mean, Lane, hopefully he's the one that gets 80. <laughs> but uh, it is a bit of a worry for um, both, all of them, really, if, if you've got a four-forward bench. Uh, over to the Panthers, Luai is out. He's done an MCL. Um, and it's going to be O'Sullivan into the 5'8". You know, is it really a problem? I mean, I, I reckon that Luai has been riding Cleary's coattails for quite a while. He's not a terrible player, but I don't think it's a huge loss. Cleary's a huge loss. O'Sullivan's been doing a great job anytime he's filled in, um, and I think they're they're gonna they're not gonna skip a beat, not gonna skip a beat at all. Um, and Crichton is obviously out with that horrible ear injury. Uh, ooh, a bit gruesome, wasn't it? Um, and Jennings is going to go into the centres. Kenny is out, and it's going to be Staines onto the bench. Um, you know that should be a, a good matchup there. It, you know, last week we saw. Because it was a tight matchup with it being um, the Sharks, it probably dinted some of the scores there for your popular Panthers players. Even Cleary, only um, 69 points. But do you think the Eels are quite as good as, as, as the Sharks? I think on their best day. I mean, look, they beat the Sharks. I mean, beat the um, Panthers, didn't they? So I think they might be you know, keyed up for this game. They might get themselves up for this game. And it's not like I'm not going to play my Panthers most likely. Um, but let's just be prepared. You've got a four forward Eels bench and you've got, you know, I think they'll get up for this game. So we could see the same thing you know, potentially last week. And I don't know if that means Cleary captain is is off the cards. It's away and it's, I think the Eels will be up for this game. Um, onto the Titans versus the Raiders. Finally, coach has done something sensible. Oh, finally, eh? Tino up to prop and Clark, uh, Aaron Clark into lock. I think Clark looks sensational in the lock. And just let Tino go into prop and take his two, three runs a set, stunting your attack. 
Um, Isaac Lou's going to go to the bench because Tino's starting. Kelly's going to come into the team and Thompson is going to drop out. Um, for the Raiders, no changes. Um, winning last week and they've kept the team as is, which is good. Um, on to the Sharks, no changes. Um, after last week, um, they're going to be up against the Rabbitohs. That should be a good matchup as well. Um, the Sharks really gave a good account of themselves last week against the reigning Premiers. And I think that this is a good um, game. It could probably be game of the round, I think. Um, on to Souths, Nichols is out. So Saluka Fafida is going to start a prop. That's the changes. Um, I really, this should be a good game. Um do I feel comfortable playing, you know, Mulatalo, Talakai? I sat them last week against Penrith Panthers. I'm not as reserved as um, Penrith Panthers when it comes to South. South are much improved, but they're not exactly the best defending team. I can still see the Sharks putting on points. I probably even maybe favor the Sharks in this game. Um, On to the Broncos versus the Tigers. Billy Walters is back, so Turpin is gone. Um, Hooter is going to come in on the wing. He's done a pretty good job in the couple of games he's had. Pereira is out. Um, Mariner is going to get a debut in the centers. And uh, Lee Branco is out. Um, no Cobo yet, which is interesting. Um, those are the changes for the Broncos. Um, over the Tigers, Safarth is going to start in the second row forward. And Luke Garner is out completely. Bit of the old sour grapes there from Noddy because um, Garner's obviously signed with the Panthers next year, but he's out of the team completely. Oh, there we go. Um, that's not a bad matchup. I mean, the Broncos should give him an absolute pasting. I just don't know, um, you know, how many... Oh, I've got no Broncos in my team personally, but it's a pretty good matchup, um, you would you would think anyway. Um, on to the Knights versus the Dogs. Ponga gone. Um, I haven't heard the word whether it's the full year or not, but I wouldn't expect him to come back anytime soon. So there's probably people, if you're a Ponga, I think it was 3%, you're going to be moving him on. And with those um, <laughs> Manly Seagulls out, how many they've got out, bring yourself a teddy in if you like. Um, so Pong is gone. It's going to be Hoy to fullback. I don't mind what I've seen from Hoy when he's come into the team, to be quite honest. Fitzgibbon out with the shoulder has been re-injured. And it, look, for us, those Mitch uh, Barnett owners, it's um, music to your ears. He's back in the second row, which is great. That's where he does his best work. Um, Jones is going to go into lock. I noticed that. Um, he's going into lock, and Croker comes in on the bench. Man's out of the extended squad. Man spent most of the season starting at lock, and I think he was on. Was he on the bench last week? I don't know, but he's not even in the bloody 17. Um, on to the dogs, RFM. Poor old bloke can't catch a break, can he? He's re-injured. I don't even know what he's injured, but he's out injured. Uh, and Topene is going to get a start in the second row forward. I know a lot of dogs fans who I talk to in the chats really love Topene, and it's good to see him get a run in their starting lineup. Um, Avarillo's back as well, so he's going to go into the fullback position. And Casey, thought he really made a good account of himself over the last couple of weeks. Casey, after the horror start, He's going to jump out of the team as well. Uh, on to the Dragons. Ramsey, unfortunately, he's been injured. Um, he's been a real bright spark for them this year. And by it, a fullback. I oh, really... Uh, come on, mate. 
give Sloan a go. Well, at least we're going to see Sloan on the bench. I'll get to him. But Mbai is going to go and start at fullback, apparently. Bird's going to go out to the centres because that's where Mbai was last week. Sims is going to come into the lock. Um, Woods is going to go onto the bench. Sloan is going to go onto the bench because Sullivan is out injured. I really hope utility value in Mbai. I don't think he'll do it, though. <laughs> They're going to put Sloan and start him at fullback. He's the future. All this Mbai stuff, I don't think Mbai is the guy who can cover a lot of positions and none of them very well. Um, but, you know, anyway, at least Sloan's in there on the bench. New Dragon fans who I chat to in the uh, groups really love uh, Sloan, so at least he's in the 17. Uh, on to the cows, no changes. Um, although, there's probably a lot of people sweating on Cotter because he is due back, he's in the extended bench. People have been holding him in their teams. I really think that he's a good chance of coming in to um, the 17. Um, all right. Well, that's the teams uh, as it stands. We're going to do the most bought and sold. I'll give my two cents on that. Uh, and that'll be next. Let's kick it off with the most traded out players. I'll give my two cents on that. Number one with 9.3% cooler. He's one of the ones sitting out this game. He's worth 512000 which is good. He's been really good, um, you know, in the last few weeks. I know he wasn't sensational last week, but he's made a total of 336000 and that's a great cheapie. You've got 512 k to spend. You can grab yourself one of these run-home guys for change, basically. So I 100% agree with it. I think he was on the chopping block for sell anyway, even if he was named to play this weekend because he's sitting it out. It makes complete sense. Number two on the list is Cody Walker. 4.4% of people selling Cody. Um, I must admit, he is in my thoughts for a sell Cody, um, he got a 15 last week. He was absolutely wretched. He hasn't actually been a very um, easy own for the whole year, to be quite honest. He has, and look, I've been one of the big tinfoil hats. He's been ripped off in the way Supercoach scoring has been, but he still has not been good. His temperament hasn't been good. He's had no Adam Reynolds there. He's got two tons for the year, um, which is low by his standards. We've got a 10 in there, a 17, a 27. We got a 15 last week. This a real, a real low floor. The upcoming games are the Sharks this week, which is a very tough matchup, I think. New Zealand Warriors, which is a nice matchup. Um, then you go into Parramatta, you go to Penrith, you go North Queensland, you go the Roosters to finish off. Now, in the past, we've probably said um, Cody Walker is somebody who performs well against good teams, but that's a different Cody Walker, in my opinion. So I really think that... It could have been the final straw for people, the 15. Look, admittedly, the two games before. The game before the 15, he got a 78. The game before that was a 119. So two out of the last three have been really good scores. Before that, it was a 41 and a 34. So he's just really frustrating. He doesn't seem to, you know, out of his last, you know, one, two, three, out of his last five, two out of five are good and three out of five are terrible. Not just bad, terrible. So he's probably just... People have got to the end of their tether with him. And look, I don't think that, you know, a Cody doing well against the good teams is that 80, 90 sort of averaging Cody, not this 50 something. What is he under 60s average? Where are you? He's, uh, 
Average for the year of 55.6. That's nothing to hold him for. You know, he's 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 not the Cody we love and... Well, do, does anyone love him? Well, he's not the Cody Walker superstar that we remember. So I, I can get around to sell. I don't know if I'm going to do it, though, because I... He is a depth player, and if I need someone to play, I could play him and just pick him on matchups. Next week will be a good matchup, you'd think, for him, but I I can understand why people are selling him. Um, number three on the list is Isaiah Tass. Um, 3.8% selling him. He's $377,000. Uh, he's made two hundred k Last week, he got a 38, which is, you know, he's not scoring well enough that it's anything that you need to hold. He's not a run-home guy. The last five games, 24-71-40. Oh, sorry, that's, uh, yeah, 24-71-43-54 and 38. One good score in there, really 71 and one half acceptable 54. So you've got to make these moves now. They're going to be these final moves. Oh, Cooler's obviously got that extra value, but if you're moving on TAS, oh, it makes sense to me um, for sure. Um, number four on the list is Ezra Mam. He, he's been sold by 3.6% of people. 439,000, he's made 263,000. He's done it in good time. I don't mind this matchup this week. They're playing the West Tigers, um, but people are making decisions for their run-home team, and I don't think you're going to, you know, you want four gun halves, and, and Ezra Mam's not a gun half that you want to run home with. How's the Broncos draw look? they got the West Tigers this week, which is a very friendly matchup. Then they go into the Roosters, the Knights, Melbourne, Para, St. George. It's a mixed run. You know, he's average is 62.6. Um, yeah, look, if you're making, let's have a look at the traded in. You know, it, it, it makes sense if it's to one of these premiums that you'd like to run home with, but it's a pretty good matchup this week. And I think if you have other better options to sell, I'd be tempted to hold him and play him this week against the West Tigers. Um, oh, number five on the list. It's a bit of a rage trade, isn't it? Um, Scott Drinkwater, he is being sold by 3.4% of people. He got hooks last week, had a very forgettable game. A lot of drop balls, one try assist, but he finished on a 32. Six. The game before that was a 41 as well. So it's been a couple of games that have left a bad taste in people's mouths. But look, if you look at his last five, it's been a 90, a 50, an 87, a 41, a 36. So, you know, um, there's no single digits in there. You know, low 10s, 12s either. Um, I understand how frustrating it is to get a 41 and a 36 He's named to start again this week. Um, their draw is St. George this week into Bulldogs, into Roosters, North Queensland, South and Penrith to finish the year. Um, I'm, I bought him last week, you know, and I, I don't know if I I'm, I'm, feel internally like it was a mistake and I should have gone Val Holmes instead. But look, Drinkwater has an average of 68.9 um, for the year and he's got tons this year. He's got three tons. Um, you know, he's got a 90, couple of 90s in there. He's got an 80. He's got a ceiling on him. I really think that he will bounce back this week against the St. George Dragons, and I'm going to happily play him this week, and I think he'll score well. Um, you know, if I had Scott Drinkwater and Cody Walker and say they were my five eights, I'd sell Cody Walker before I'd sell Scott Drinkwater. It's not the worst draw. He's got a capability of scoring big, you know, uh, but 3.4% uh, of people are selling him. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's reactionary to what happened last week. Uh, Hamoli. People are selling Hamoli because he's having this week off. Um, he's got good value. He's worth 635000 Um, You know, 
It's one that I probably, I don't have, I mean, I certainly don't have all of, you know, trading out worth of trades left. It's, you know, he, he has been a weapon. He got a 29 last week and he looked injured and pretty much a passenger on field. His last five, 112, 56, 82, 82, 29. The only bad score in there is the 29. So I don't think he's a sell. I'm going to happily have him for the rest of the year. I'm going to have to sit him for this week. Um, but this, I think this looks like, I mean, look, cooler, Cody, Pass, ma'am, you know, I can probably accept. I think Scott Drinkwater and Hamoli is a bit reactionary. Um, Max King, 494,000. He scored a 50-something last week. Oh, look, I understand sell and hold, if you like. If if he's being played as your second front rower and after what Hass did last week, I imagine that Hass is going to appear on the most sold, I'm sorry, the most brought in this week. And it's a decent enough time to cash him in. I think... You know, the role is only going to, once Thompson gets back, the minutes could be, what was his minutes like last week? He got 50 minutes. He's gone from 60s where he was up recently when he was pulling out the 70s and 60s, high 60s. He's gone back down to sort of 48, 48, 50 minutes over the last three weeks. He's still scoring well. You know, the last five for him, 72, 68, 57, 53, 62. So it's not an absolute necessary sell, but... You know, people are upgrading. And is it an upgrade from him to um, Haas? Well, look, Haas scored 100 last week. It's a very good matchup this week as well. So if you're going to do it, you know, this is not a bad time to do it. Um, number eight on the list is Mitch Moses. Um, 3% of people selling him. Worth 611000 Look, I had Mitch down as the fourth best half of the year. His average is 688 the last three average, round average is 73.7. That's a good three-round average. Um, the five-round is 66.2, which is acceptable. Let's have a look at his last five. 77, 33, 155, 65, 41. The 115 and the 77 is obviously very good stuff. Um, 65 is acceptable, but the 41 and 33, I don't know. Um, who are you trading him to? Maybe people are getting in Cleary, um, you know, but... Uh, you know, how's their draw look? They've got Penrith this week, which is definitely a hard matchup. Um, then they go Manly. Hopefully all their players are back next week. South, Bulldogs, Broncos, Melbourne. That's a, sort of a checkered draw home. They, the Eels have stunk, you know, in recent times. But I don't know if I'd sell Mitch. If I'd um, picked Mitch and I said I'm going to have him as one of my main halves, him and, I don't know, Cleary, then I'd just keep him. No, he hasn't been going too bad. Um, yes, he's... You know, he's got a low, low-ish one in him, but not the worst. Um, Sia Sifa Talakai, 495800 He's worth, and 2.7% of people are selling him. Look, last week he played the reigning premiers in a tight match to score 41. Yes, I know. Let's have a look at his last five. 65, 79, 39, 54, uh, 41. The last three weeks has been a bit uh, smelly. Um, but look, he's he doesn't get... 20s, you know, and he's, I really think, and I said on my podcast on Sunday night, we really need a big score out of Talakai. I'd love 100. I'd love a 70, 80, 90 of him um, real soon because 39, 54, 41 the last three weeks, I think people are like, what the, why am I holding him? You know, um, I'm holding him because he's dual, which is pretty handy, and that draw home. Yeah, there's a tough matchup this week in South, but then it's St. George, West Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, Newcastle to finish the year. 
I really hope by the end of the year I'm going to be glad that I had held Talakai and not going, What? why did I bloody hold him? Um, so there you go. Uh, look, I think you could hold him or sell him. I think you could hold or sell Max King. I don't agree with selling Scott Drinkwater. I don't agree with selling Hamoli. I don't altogether agree with selling Mitch Moses, uh, you know, at all. Um, but there you go. People are selling Talakai. They've had enough of it. I think if you've held him this long, 40 last week against the Premiers. Yes, it was all right. Um, Will Penasini being sold, 350600 I've talked about it. The wheels falling off. The last five weeks from him, a 55, a 21, 22, 25, 36. Those scores are not good enough. He's lost so much value. He's worth 350000 now. And there was a time where we thought, Maybe Will is a guy that you can keep in your team and you can play him on matchups. He's coming up against the Premiers this week. You know, he had a, a 20 in round three, and then there was nothing below 40, you know, for another 12, 13 rounds. So he's really gone down, and I think that's probably coincided with the Eels being a little bit average as well. So I can get around a Will Penasini. But some interesting ones on that list of cells bit of reactionary stuff, I think, which, I mean, reactionary stuff early in the year, I can get, I can understand because you've got lots of trades there spare later on in the year where trades are running out. I don't know if I agree with all of these reactionary ones. Personally, I think Hass was a perfect example of if you just stay patient and you wait, you can be rewarded. He'd lost a lot of his value. People were moving him on. And I think there was a time early in the piece where it was probably okay to move him on after he, you know, had lost a bit of value and came back and played limited minutes and got some lower scores. You might as well have held and, and people held and, and then they played him last week and got a hundred. I think there's something to be gained from holding on to, you know, a drink water, a homole, you know, or a Moses, you know, and, and don't be rage trading if you can help it with, with lower trades. Number one on the traded in is Payne Hass. So that explains the Max King sellouts, your sellings. Max King is basically worth the same price, 494000 for Max King. They um, Big Payne Hass is worth 515000 Look, he looked sensational last week. Scored a try, yes. It's a very good matchup this week. Um, I don't think he's going to score a try every week, but if he's um, not hampered by the injuries, he's you know he, he's going to be scoring 70s. He was doing that at the start of the year, 90, 67, 67, 83, 74, 73. I think that's what you're going to get as long as he's not um, hampered by the injuries. Um, 105 last week, the run home, we said it's a medium sort of, and it doesn't matter with Hass, he'll do the same thing. Played 66 minutes last week, so that's pretty much what he plays. You know, just a tick under 70, so I, I don't mind it. You know, get him in. If it's a Max King, you know, I think that Hass has definitely got 20 points a game more in him as a minimum uh, on Max King. Number two on the list is James Tedesco. Big 150-plus score last week. He's the anchor, I think, in your fullback position. Um, 734000 He's worth 10.3% of people are bringing him in. Um and I, it makes sense. I think he's one of the fullbacks you want to run home with. You know, he's just a tick under 80 average for the week. His three-round average is 105. Um, he is 
a very good VC or straight seam if you're really ballsy this week against the Manly Seagulls. So both of those players over 10%. It makes sense to me that people are cashing in a Max King or they're saying, I need Tedesco for the run home. Makes complete sense. Number three on the list is Jojo Fafita. 7.2% of people bringing him in. Um, you know, yeah, he's coming into his third. You know, you know, you don't need his money, but he's got a 49 and a 57. I guess people are just... That's how they're affording a Tedesco, aren't they? They're cashing in, you know, a cool arm, you know, get yourself a couple hundred K, which is what you need to pump up and get Tedesco money. So fair enough if you need to do it. And he's actually a live body, isn't he? Because he's playing. Um, number four on the list is Val Holmes, 6.8%. He was the most traded in last week and he delivered. He was sensational for 119. Val's last five games... 59, 65, 99, 86, 119. Those last three are absolutely dynamite. Much like I'm saying, hold drink water because the run is nice. Well, it makes sense to bring in Valley's three round average is 101, you know, and his five round average is 85.6. He kicks goals. He's a bloody weapon. You know, he, he look, earlier in the year, there's a block of games in there where he got 53, 46, 74, 33, 58, 59. I was like, well, what's the big deal? You know, why do we need him? Um, but the recent form over the last three and five weeks has been terrific, right around Origin, and he had a great Origin series. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not. I think he he and Tedesco and and even uh, Latrell are good trade-ins this week. They just look like world beaters, and they look like they're peaking at the right time of the year. Um, so get around it. Val Holmes, I'm on board. Um, number five on the list is Cameron Munster. So people. You know, probably selling, you know, they've got jewels or whatever. They're selling a half and getting in, um, you know, in drink water or in uh, MAM and they're grabbing a, a Cam Munster, 3.9%. What did Cam score last week? 62 because he got absolutely wristled for a try assist. But this matchup is absolutely terrific. And if you're VC Gachuk, here's the guy that could be a captain for you this week for sure. Um, out of his last, his last five games... He's been 112, 43, 87, 81, 62. The thing with um, Mad Dog is his ceiling sort of like 120, you know, where he, so, you know, um, he, he is a good captain option. He's a, I think he'll go out and have a good game in this one against the New Zealand Warriors, um, and you'll get 120 probably, whereas a Tedesco and and, and that can go 150s. Um He'll be a high captain this week, and it makes sense to me. Number six on the list is Matt Burton. 3.2% of people bringing him in. I like this as a little pod move. He's only 7% owned, and it's not as many of people bringing him in as there are a Munster, is, are they? He's 5'8 only, but let's have a look at him. He's been very good. Um, the last five weeks, we had an 82, a 76, a low one in the 28, but an 83 and a 126. The three-round average for him is 79. The five-round average is 79. So I really don't mind it as a pod move to a Munster. He is quite a... Oh, no, he's, he's 50K cheaper. I don't mind it. I really don't. Um, you know, how does their draw look on the way home? North Queensland... Oh, no, where are they? They've got the Newcastle Knights, the North Queensland Cowboys, New Zealand Warriors, Para, Sharks, Manly. That's not... You know, it's medium. Um, but he's... You know, he's, he's a he's a good player. He definitely is a good player, and I don't mind it as a pod move um, 
No, he's been performing well in recent times. Um, Latrell Mitchell, number seven on the list. He is 3.2% brought in. If I'm going to sell Cody, it's going to be probably Val or Latrell that I bring in. His three-round average is over 100 as well. 109.3 is his three-round. His five-round is 89.8. What I will say is that since he's come back, he's played, um, you know, para Newcastle Bulldogs and... A rotten Melbourne. You might say, yeah, Eels and Melbourne are two hard matchups. Obviously, the Newcastle Knights and Bulldogs are f- pretty reasonable matchups. But look, it's a para who was going like a busted and a Melbourne going like a busted. This week, Latrell is up against Sharks who are going well. Next week is one to fear <laughs> if you're not a Latrell owner against the New Zealand Warriors. Then he plays Parramatta again. Yeah, you've got the Penrith Panthers, North Queensland, and the Roosters to finish the year. The thing I will say about him is I really don't think he fears any opposition. I really don't think he's going to play a game where anyone can restrict him from the stuff he does. The only thing that I think could be a case is if they play against the Sharks this week, maybe there's not as many points. Maybe there's not that many goals for him, but, you know, he has been absolutely on fire since he came back from his US trip. Um, if you're going to rock a Tedesco and Latrell a fullback for the run home or a Val or whatever, go for your life. Um, he is going to have a hard draw home. People are saying the draw doesn't matter to Latrell, and I'm almost starting to believe it because, yeah, sure, Eels and, and Melbourne are having down times while Latrell's faced them, but they're still good teams, and he still scored 90s, you know, and or just scored 100 or whatever, or near just a tick under 100 last week. So I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board the trail train as well, even though the draw is hard. I don't care. He he looks like a world beater. Um, Cameron Murray is the next on the list, number eight. 2.5% of people bringing emails. I assume those are the older sellers. What did he score last week, Cam Murray? 69. Look, the last five weeks, 64, 37, 87, 53, 69. It's okay. It's, it's okay, but it's not outstanding for by Murray's standards. I don't know if I agree with this one. That's why I'm saying to people, hold your fire on Ola. Have you got some depth? And I don't know if I, I want to run home with Cam Murray. Look, the draw is not going to matter to him either. His best work is 70. His average for the year is 70. Three run average of, of 69, five run average of 62. So on a three and five run average, I don't think he's a trade in, but do it if you like. You know, if he's a, if you want a premium to run home with, I think that Cam Murray for second row forward is probably about as premium as he gets. Hopefully he picks up from that three and five round average and gets back up to his 70s that we, um, you know, we know him as. Number nine on the list is Joseph Sawali. I think, you know, I said to people a while ago, I don't know why you would be buying him. You know, you had him as a cheapie. You know, he, people brought him in and, you know, he scored a 36 and a 50 because he turned up. He got 101. People brought him in. Then you got a 36 and a 50. Um, look, we've had another ton. So out of the last five rounds for him, 59, 101, 36, 50, and 116. Two tons in there. He can get tons. And when they score points, there's a ton for him. Three-round average of 67, even with those tons. Well, that ton, and his five-run average is 72.4. He costs you 511000 Would I get him or Val Holmes or, you know, I would get a Latrell or a, a Val Holmes ahead of him personally or a, or a Tedesco for sure. But this is a good matchup now with all of those Manly players out. It could be just one of those Hail Marys. I'm going to get him in for this matchup alone. That's the thing about Suwali is if they score points, 
he'll be on the back of tries. He'll get multiple tries. Manly's a good game for them this week. Broncos, probably a level game. North Queensland, a hard match. You've got the West Tigers, and you've got Melbourne and South to finish. Um, I don't know if I'd do it, um, but, you know, if you... Yeah, I think there are better options, but, you know, he's got a ton last week, and he's got two tons in the last five weeks, so maybe the success rate is adequate enough for you to bring him in. Um, you, I just would have preferred him when he was a cheapie and just held him this whole time, probably, in hindsight. I don't know if I'd buy him at 511000 Um, Number 10 on the list is Harry Grant. He's one of my options. I mean, obviously, I'm sitting around with Randall on my bench, who hasn't lost money, and Harry's been losing it as a rate, at a rate of knots. He is up against a break-even this week. Where are you, mate? Uh, your break-even is 69, which is probably achievable for Harry against New Zealand Warriors. Wishart's back to the bench, so maybe he doesn't play a full game, Harry Grant. They really need him to, I'm probably assuming. Let's have a look at his last five games. A, th- a 70... Eight, a 37, a 67, 62. What else did he get? 51. So the scoring hasn't been quite as good. He started the year 92, 85, 79, 86, 80, 104, 138. Started like a bloody wet sail. He started like an absolute world beater. But in the last sort of second half of the year, 58, 49, 51, 78, 37, 66, 62. So it hasn't been as good in recent times. But look, the last two weeks have been 66, 62. And it's a very good matchup this week against the New Zealand Warriors. Next week, it's the Gold Coast Titans. So two rounds of really good matchups for him. Then they play Penrith Panthers. They finish Broncos, Sydney Roosters, and the Parramatta Eels. I don't think the draw matters as much for um, Harry. I think the soft games do, for sure. Um, and the Melbourne really just need to get going. They need Harry Grant at his best. So I can understand it. And it's definitely one of the options for me this week because I've got to, you know, I've got enough on the bench, a very expensive enough in Randall. Um, all right, so while we're on that, let's talk about my um, trades. I could do two trades this week. That would leave me with a couple left, um, which is probably under what I want to have. You know, I was planning to hold Cody Walker and just do the Randall to Harry Grant. You know, some people say, oh, you don't need two gun hookers. I'm... If you're bringing in Harry Grant, it's because you've got someone like a Randall there. If you're rocking a Robson and a Braley, I wouldn't do it. But I've got a dead player there, and he's worth decent enough money. I get Harry Grant in, and hopefully he averages 75, 80 on the back end, and I'm doing something with my Randall. You know, So I like the Harry Grant trade for me, but not necessarily for all of you, and I was going to just hold Cody Walker, but I am tempted to trigger a second trade and just run home a little bit skinny, let's be honest, but I'm, I'm pretty much got my run home team. You know, Harry Grant was the last piece in my puzzle and I was happy to sit on those three trades to the end for emergencies. Um, but Cody's giving me the shits. So I'm tempted to move him on, um, bring drink water up to, cause I'm happy to hold drink water. I'm tipping him for a ton this week. Um, I'm going to, he's going to turn up um, and I'm going to bring him up to five, eight and I could get in a Latrell or a Val Holmes down to fullback. And I think that that's a real sexy move. Um, you know, I know I'm going to think about it. At this point in time, my only move is going to be Randall to Grant, and I'll have a think about it on Cody. Is Cody dead to me? You no, know, no, I just think he is not the Cody that we, you know, we're used to. Um, you know, the Adam Reynolds one or the, you know, the Valandis ball of last year, unfortunately. So uh, I'm going to think about that second trade and we'll see how we go. Um, 
Let's have a look at VCs and Cs. I think it's, you know, it's a bit of a no-brainer. You should have a VC in the first game. You know, with that many Manly Seagulls out, even though it's a home game for the Manly Seagulls, it could be an absolute rolling, you know, to be had for the Roosters here. I really like Teddy um, and Manu for your VCs. They've got a ceiling on them, haven't they? And I probably lean towards Teddy because Manu in the centres, we know traditionally he doesn't score as well as he does. He doesn't get his hands on the ball as much. So that means lower scores for him. Look, he may go out and absolutely go gangbusters and ton up if they get the ball into his hands more. They've worked out a way to get the ball into his hands more. Those edges, you know, Teddy could be just passing to Manu for multiple tries. You know, who knows? Um, take your pick. I think Teddy or Manu were your VCs for sure this week. Um, I also like if you want to take a punt and you've got some, a good option later in the round, I don't mind the New Zealand Warriors versus Melbourne matchup for a VC into Munster. The thing is, Munster I like as a captain score. 130 if, if my Teddy fails. I don't know. I want a VC of someone who can go 150, 180, and I don't know that Munster's got that in him. But if you if you were still feeling confident that the Eels stink and that Cleary's going to come and you know ton up this week, there's no Luai in the team, so you imagine that everything goes through Cleary 100%. You might go a Munster into a, um, into a Cleary, or you might go a Teddy into a, into a Cleary. I don't know, but... I really like the first two games. I like a, a Chooks VC and I like a Melbourne Storm captain, Munster or Hughes. Um, you know, I don't know if I do Harry Grant, you know, um, but I, I, I think Munster, Mad Dog. This, this is a Mad Dog game. Um, look, you could go uh, a Bronco. If, if, you've, if you've got like a, an A-Ray, um, I don't know if you'd go Hass. maybe. You know, he could score another try and it's that Suncorp. He could be a safe captain. You know, if you want to go one of these um, speculative VCs, you could go a, you know, a Payne uh, Haas captain. I don't know if I'd do it because he sort of, I expect a 70, you know, um, and that, that's all about it. Um, look, the St. George Dragons are at home to the North Queensland Cowboys. So, you know, would you go a Val? I don't know. If, if we, if I would definitely go a Cowboy if it was at their home ground, at Queensland Country Bank, you know, at Jubilee. I don't know if I like it. So I really think it's going to be highly VC'd in the first game and highly captained in the second game this week. It's pretty simple. Um, sit and start. Look, I think sit-wise, as many manly players as you can, look, there's not many in there. You know, people obviously had Cooler and Ola, and, I, and we can see that they're being sold. They're forced sits. Would I still play Garrick and DCE? Yes. And unfortunately, they're too premium when it comes to plays, you know, they're still going to get their hands on the ball a lot. Um, I don't know if they're going to score lots of points, which is a worry. Um, but you'd be a brave person to sit a DCE, wouldn't you? Um, and a Garrick, I don't know. If you've got four quality, real quality, um, center wingers, maybe you could sit Garrick. Uh, you know, it'd be a real courageous thing to do. But I just, any others that you have, you know, I would I would sit 100%. Um well, two Pilotos some people have, but he's obviously not playing either, is he? Um, well, what have we got? Eels backs. I don't like that matchup for Eels against the Penrith Panthers. So if you own a Panasini and you haven't sold him, or if you own a Sevo, I wouldn't be playing him. Um, Brown and Moses, I probably would still. And obviously you're going to play all of your um, para forwards because people who own para forwards, it's Lane, it's IPAP, and it's Maddo. 
I'm worried about the four forward bench, to be quite honest. But you're not ever going to sit at IPAP, are you? You're not ever going to sit Lane. You're not ever going to sit Maddo. Hopefully they still get 60-plus minutes and they can do their work. Um, but the backs, I don't mind for a sit this week. Um, look, starts, I think you should have a consider consider um, starting maybe, you know, um, old mate Anderson there from the Melbourne Storm. You know, if you look at him, he has done pretty well. He has had the low ones in him, but last week he got a couple of line breaks and scored well. What did he get? 54? I mean, look, it's not enough really, is it? He's got an 84, a 32, 12, 17, 54, maybe not. (laughs) I mean, but look, I really think there could be multiple tries on offer this week. So I consider him, would you sit Garrick and play Anderson? You would be lunatic to do that probably but you know um you know if if you're if you're looking and going oh look i've got the you know i maybe consider you know, sitting a mulatalo and playing you know because mulatalo relies on tries i don't know how many there's going to be there in the south's um sharks game it's a it's going to be a tight tussle or a talakai if i had to play him maybe you take a flutter on anderson you know against you know the lowly old um new zealand warriors um, look, that's going to be pretty much the podcast. Um, how did I go last week? Yeah, I did get those green arrows that I expected. Um, you know, I obviously fin- I finished on a 1197. I didn't quite get to the 1200. Uh, thanks a lot, Cody Walker and bloody drink water, but, um, and months to getting robbed. I went down 60 spots. So I'm still in 294 overall. It's a pity. I've been going up 50, 60 a week. And then now I've gone back a 60 this week. Um, you know, I think it's proven I mean, in VC. I think, you know, everyone's going to, it's going to be VC on Teddy and Manu, you know, and if they go off, people will loop. Um, and it just it been, it come down to that again, who you get as AEs. I got a 20 AE last week. And, you know, if you're forced to play people like Cody who have a low one in him or a Moses who has a low one in him, that's can be what decides between whether you get green arrows or, or red arrows, your VC and C and whether you've got these low floor players, could be all the difference. And look, it's hard work up the top. If you have a, you know, if you're 50 points down, you go down 60. And if you're 50 points up, you go up 50. That's sort of what it is. If you're lower down on the ladder, you know, I think, you know, you're going to probably, you know, could be a Burton type pod thing for you to do um, in order to get yourself back in the hunt, you know, moving up the ladder. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Um, It should be, you know, uh, I don't think it's going to be, as you know, there was a couple of cancelling out matches last week, but I think that there's two juicy matchups now. So I, I really don't think I think it could be just a couple of points between teams this this week. That's my tip anyway. Who knows? But thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again on Sunday night. Somebody sent me breasts as a sweetener to sing this song, and please, people, that is not required. Just ask, and I'll do it. They paved paradise and put up a parking lot With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hotspot Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone They paved paradise and put up a parking lot They took all the trees and put them in a tree museum and they charge the people a dollar and a half to see them No, 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 don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone
Paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Hey farmer, farmer, put away your DDT. I don't care about spots on my apples. Leave me the birds and the bees, please. Don't it always seem to go? But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The pay paradise and put up a parking lot. Hey now they pay paradise to put up a parking lot. Why not? Listen late last night, I heard the screen door slam And a big yellow taxi took my girl away Now don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone They pay paradise and put up a parking lot Hey now, don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone they pay paradise to put up a parking lot Why not they pay paradise and put up a parking lot Hey, 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 pay paradise and put up a parking lot I don't want to give it why you want to give it why you want to give it all away Hey, 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 now you want to give it I should want to give it cause you're giving it all away I don't wanna give it why you wanna give it why you wanna giving it all away Cause you're giving it all, giving it all away Cause you're giving it all away They pave paradise to put up a parking lot. 